Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Caleb Bryan. Uh, Caleb, you know what? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, Glenn. Appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, yeah, I'm Caleb Bryant. I live down in Huntsville, Alabama area, and I invest here in North Alabama, um, I buy apartment buildings mostly, and uh, it's it's been going pretty well here. So, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. So I know that you buy you're mostly buying in Birmingham, even though you live close to Huntsville. Why? Yeah. Why Birmingham and not Huntsville? Why? Why do? You, what's the attraction to Birmingham? <laughs> There's a very great reason. It's because I keep finding deals there. Okay. <laughs> so. I have a I have a team and they are actually from Birmingham, so their uh, relationships go back a long time. We haven't built those same like the depth of relationships here in Huntsville, and we are working on that. But the the deals that we found haven't truly been deals, if if you know what I mean, in the multifamily space at least. I, I've bought a lot of single families here in Huntsville uh, with a partner here, but uh, all my multifamily has been either. Birmingham, or I've invested in it passively in other people's deals. Awesome. What are you looking at? Like, what are the kind of numbers you're looking at in uh, for your deals in Birmingham? I'll start by saying we follow a slightly different model than most people I know doing multifamily. Most people doing multifamily or larger multifamily are syndicating, and we've been doing joint venture deals. So we'll bring in one or two uh, additional partners that bring. Uh, maybe 50, 60, 70% of the capital. And uh, together, we'll all have an active role versus having uh, uh, a group of investors that control the deal and then another group that is completely passive. So uh, I'll start by saying that. (laughs) Then as far as numbers go, uh, the the numbers, we we like to get into deals that we can be all in for 65% of what we're going to make the the value. So like uh we we just closed 96 units in January and uh we got in for about a little less than 30 a door, so like 29,200 a door. And uh when we got the appraisal back day 1, like at closing, we were worth around 40k and then with a little bit of uh work we're actually going to be at a value of fifty thousand five hundred per door, so uh, two point eight million dollar purchase price, uh, four point eight five million dollar valuation, which will come once we stabilize fully stabilize the property under our ownership. Awesome. So then, is the game plan to refinance out of that? One hundred percent, because because we start uh, we 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 go about these deals a little differently. So. We like to close them fast. We, we we take almost a single family approach, but to the multifamily game. So a lot of single family investors will go in uh, with hard money or private money, and they'll get into a deal and uh, say it needs rehab, and they'll rehab it and uh, they'll rent it out, and then they'll refinance it. Yeah. We're doing a very similar strategy with multifamily. So we actually get into the deal. Uh, we have a good private lender. Yep. Bless you. Uh, we have a good private lender and we're able to get sometimes 90% of the purchase price. Yep. Uh, so like on the, the 96 unit deal, we came in with, uh, 390,000, uh, total equity. And then we got a $2.5 million loan. 
But with that being said, <laughs> the the term the term you're good. The the terms of the private money are not as good as uh, traditional uh, terms, but it's how we get the deal so good. So we get into the deal, we operate it for three to six months, and then we refi the money out. Awesome. And then, uh, how do you? What are you doing in order to move up your your cap rate or move up the price per door? Uh, one buying right. So we go in and we make sure we're buying it at well less than it's actually worth. So like I said, that one worth day one at closing, it was worth 40000 a door. Now there are some things we want to make sure we can add value. So in the case of the 96 unit, uh, it had very high utility costs and we did a water study and we found that we could save uh, quite a bit of money just by replacing uh, – Doing a few changes, some uh, low-flow shower heads and and faucets and things, and then also uh, implementing rubs uh, more effectively. They had some rubs on the property, but they weren't utilizing it fully. So we're going to save quite a bit of money there. And then uh, we also had some light renovations that we wanted to put into uh, units and one big thing is there were six down units, so that was affecting the value of the property as a whole. Uh, we have money to upgrade those units. Those will be at full market rent very quickly, and uh, from there, it's it's just operating the property correctly. Awesome. Is there anything like from my background of being from like the north for that's unique to like multifamily down there? Do you guys still use boilers? Like, what is the use for heat because I, I whenever i was down in huntsville i found all kinds of things touring properties that i never seen before okay so a lot we typically have individual systems for heat i know texas has a lot of boilers yep. uh i haven't i haven't run across one okay so but, you have like individual heaters so then it, uh, it's easy like do you have the tenants uh we pay their own hydro like are you able to pass the buck to them on that uh yes in a lot of cases certain submarkets maybe not yeah, but yeah. uh yeah in the in the case of the 96 unit we're able to pass that on yes um and they they were paying for electric they just weren't um the rub system wasn't really covering the water bill cuz in Birmingham in particular uh or in certain counties around Birmingham the the utility bill the reason i like the joint the way we're doing it, it it's basically just a a bigger burr strategy yeah. uh, by re by ref, uh, rehab rent refinance yeah. um the reason i like that strategy is because money back to work quicker in a new deal so just very high uh the city went through struggles in 2008 and uh th things collapsed and the the prices have not gone down so with that with that in mind, we have to use these strategies to kind of lower that cost or pass the cost off to someone else. Gotcha. All right, that makes a lot of sense. So for for value adds, I, I know because I, I've talked to like some apartment syndicators before, and like a lot of them are they they'll go in and change countertops, they'll do get rid of carpet, and this is that sort of stuff too. Or or do you even worry about that because you've already bought it, right? So we will worry about that, but we don't. It's not the first priority. So the first for us. It will do light turns at the beginning, which simply means, one, if it needs something majorly like appliances or things like that, we're going to replace them. Um, but if it's something that's easily turnable where it's just a, uh, a coat of paint and uh, replacing the carpet or something like that, we'll go ahead and do that. 
because we want to stabilize the property property quickly. Now, the long term goal is we we do have decent units, uh, but we don't want to turn them all at the beginning because that's not where the value in this property is. It's in the cash flow. And the quicker we're out of uh, the private loan, the higher the cash flow is. Then we'll come back over the course of a year or so and begin re-implementing uh, further upgrades. So we do, you know, have the uh, uh, the the vinyl plank flooring and things like that. Uh, we don't we don't use granite or anything like that, but we're also in the C C plus space, so yeah. it doesn't make sense. No, is there something specific you look for, or just anything, any kind of problem? So. I would say it's it's closer to any type of problem because we uh, my partners they really are back in the day they were doing these high vacancy properties they actually picked up one that had no tenants and it was condemned by the city and they brought this thing up from nothing and uh, it turns out that is a ton of work a ton of uncertainty which makes sense obviously but uh so the last couple of deals, like uh, the 75 unit we picked up in September, it was 94% occupied when we uh, acquired it. And then the the 96 we just acquired in January was 92% approximately uh, when we picked it up. So the problems have been different problems. Uh, the the 75 unit, it, it it's an owner that was pretty well established. He, he kind of is like the biggest mom and pop possible if that makes sense so he has a lot of good product he owns probably three thousand units and uh this just this one just didn't fit in with the rest of his portfolio uh but it was in an area we were very familiar with so we already had a uh, property in in the general area it, the economies of scale was good and we we had the experience to take over that sort of project yeah. so uh that one made sense from that standpoint and he didn't he didn't negotiate very hard so uh it, it ended up being a really good deal and then the 96 unit was unique because it was actually on the market a few years ago but it was part of a portfolio and it it was four properties and the other three properties sold uh, but this one didn't sell to the same owner because at the time there was a title issue i guess a lady had been uh claiming that a small corner of the property was hers when it wasn't and so it clouded the title and uh over the course of time they they got that title issue resolved. However, the buyer was gone, and and this owner went through some struggles uh, with managers. Uh, they were kind of bleeding cash flow simply because they didn't have the economies of scale anymore. Right. So we came in. We were able to solve that problem, essentially take the property off their hands. Uh, and, and they actually, unfortunately, lost money on that property. But I think with the whole portfolio, they, they were in, in the positive. Gotcha. I'm going to change gears a bit. So when we were talking off the start, you were saying that you use uh, uh, JVs rather than um, doing like a syndication. I know the, yeah. the, the reason probably is just you, you have a lot less regulation that way. You're not dealing with the SEC and stuff, right? Well, more so than that, it's the level of – it is not as complicated. There are fewer people involved. Uh, we're all so it's four people communicating with each other instead of trying to communicate with forty, or you know however many yeah. people it could be. So uh, th- that's one reason uh, we're able to give. We'll bring in one investor or two investors, and we'll all work together. And there are a few th- reasons I like it. One, with the syndication, you have to get out. Uh, you have to get out in five years or seven years because your investors expect to have their money back at that point. Yes. 
um, with with the joint venture because we're all on the operating agreement. We all have to agree uh, on the refis and on the sale. We're all making decisions together. So if it makes more sense to hold the property, which a lot of the ones we we pick up were expecting to hold for a longer term than than five or seven years uh we're able to agree to that at the beginning they're going to get their money back pretty quickly anyway because we bought right but uh then we can cash flow the property for a longer period of time Uh, we can sell it when it makes sense in the market instead of being forced to sell in five years or whenever uh our term is so we like long-term debt 10 10 year plus terms and uh yeah. No, I like that too. It's uh, it helps recession proof yourself too, right? So if there actually is a correction, which everyone says is going to happen, but they've been saying that forever. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it, it, you know, just having longer term financing, you don't have to try and refinance whenever you don't need it, right? or like whenever you're in a pinch, right? It's always hard to get money when you uh, need it. So anyway, yeah. So you have your say sort of like four people kind of thing. How do you structure that? How does are they just equally split 25 25 25 or how do you how do you structure your thing so we're going to negotiate that every deal yeah. uh, some sometimes someone's bringing more to the table than others sometimes uh like with the private money for instance a lot of times there is uh it is technically a recourse loan so one of us is going to take the personal responsibility for that and make sure that the person we bring in doesn't have any of that and there's no no risk for them in that sense. Yeah. Um, so obviously we're taking more risk for from that standpoint, and sometimes yeah, um, however it works the equity guess, is yeah. split different. Yeah, so that that's always that that's different deal to deal. Like I don't have the same ownership in uh, just about any of the properties I own. It's it's different every time. I would say this. I'm just going to kind of tell you what my strategy is, and maybe that'll help somebody. Yeah. So when when it comes to these joint venture deals, I, I do invest my own money. So and each each member of my crew do, invests their own money as well because we want to show whoever we're bringing in that we believe in the deal too. For one, but two, they're good deals, and we're making the money grow. So with that being said. I, I I'll put maybe a hundred grand or whatever I, I need to put into a particular deal into the deal and I know it's gonna be there for about six months. And I also know that hopefully at the end of six months I'll have another deal to put that same hundred grand in. But here's the thing. I'm gonna be getting a percentage off that money. So say I'm making eight yeah. percent. Uh but then I do it again six months later. And after a year, I'm making uh, 8% twice on that same money. Yeah, so right, I'm making yeah. 16%. Yeah. So I'm trying to stack. I'm just trying to stack that money over and over again. And uh, But the cool thing is we're making more than just the, the cash flow. We're making some money in the equity. We're making some money on the refi because we'll refi a little bit more than we put in. We, we don't like to get crazy. We like to keep LTVs below 75. But uh, we can pay ourselves that way too. So I might I might come out with 120 grand and have that 8% cash flow. So I have a little bit more to invest the next time, yep. right? And it just it just builds. So that that's my strategy and the the thing about a syndication that I don't like is that your money's there for f- uh, 5 years usually or more. Yep. So I can't stack that money. I can stack the cash flow I got from it and reinvest that, but I can only reinvest the cash flow until that big chunk comes at the end. So so the the biggest success I've had is people that 
one, are experienced in either some sort of real estate investment or business. So uh, sometimes they've been investing in single family and they're ready to take the jump. They just didn't necessarily know how. Or uh, they are very successful in business and now they're looking for a place to invest that money. Um, the reason those work best is because they actually give us uh, they give us a benefit from the standpoint as they know what they're doing and uh, they have an idea why this would work. They also uh, – the thing about the people that have been in real estate but haven't necessarily gotten to the multifamily is – they they get instant credibility when you get into a deal a joint venture partnership on a 90 unit that's on your, that's on your record so to speak brokers start to take you seriously and then the the law of the second deal you know the second deal comes a lot quicker simply because people get, you, you get that credibility yeah. so that's that's the reason why those have worked best um, and it's also been very cool because they're coming out to the property and they're they're seeing the improvements and they're working with us because they have to be active um, to a degree uh, because it's a joint venture. Yep. And, and that that's super awesome. So we're educating them, but they're also educating us because they have different perspectives from uh, whatever business they were in before or or even from their single family business. Sometimes it it's as simple as, oh, we could get better insurance on this because I know a guy. Great. Bring them in. Let's do this. Uh, so it, yeah. no, it, makes it a doesn't, lot of sense. yeah, yeah. Cause you know, I, I've, like I said, I've talked to a lot of syndicators and off the start, you're always like, what's your origin story? How did you get here? And they are always bringing in a sponsor off the start be, to get credibility yes. to, in order to be able to get the financing. Yeah. Makes yes. Sense. I mean, same idea, same exact idea. You got to build a team. You got to have a team to leverage. And, uh, I'm, I'm grateful for my team cause they're awesome. Awesome. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do so? Uh, Facebook is a great way. Facebook.com slash Relentless Caleb. Uh, Instagram as well. Uh, it's at Relentless Investor. And then you're welcome to email me uh, at RelentlessInvest at gmail.com. Sorry that none of those match up, but uh, <laughs> definitely reach out. I'm happy to talk. Awesome. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it, Glenn. Thank you so much for having me on the show. 